0: Bye. episode 212 of the q a podcast my name is anthony and sitting right across from me via zoom as always is my pal de quincy
1: hey everybody
0: look at that so upside do opening i am shocked i could see it i could see it <laughs> and you're like i saw you holding your breath and then exhaling <laughs> as if to say that's it <laughs> yeah i'm so oh, that's it a-
1: Especially after the last episode, you came on like a house on fire, man. Yeah. I, still, I still understand. But you know what? I let you be you, you know? I don't try to subdue you. I don't try to to shackle your creativity. I let you go as wild as you want in this podcast.
0: I appreciate it. I will say, though, mm-hmm. happy second mm-hmm. week of January mm-hmm. of 2023. Yes. We're 10 days in. I'm <laughs> done saying it. I was done five days ago.
1: Oh, okay. Because I was wondering. I was wondering because I was about to text someone and be like, "I haven't talked to this person all year." It's j- January tenth. Um, am I allowed to get away with saying "Happy New Year"? No, <laughs> no. Oh, actually, all right, we're done. <laughs> we're done. All right. I'm thank. Thank you for the official w- ruling. Uh, how you been, man?
0: I'm good. I'm good. Just uh, staying busy. Once the holidays are over, man, work mm. just. It was as if people forgot that we were on break.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah this first Monday back is it just ratcheted back up to 10. I'm like, guys, for the last like two weeks, I've been working at 25%. Now you just <laughs> want me to you want me to go up to hundred percent without some kind of you know warm up period. i gotta right. I can't just come into the game shooting cold. You gotta give me some some time to practice, some time to warm up. Get the, the get oil the companies
0: aren't even expected to do that.
1: Yeah get, let me get the elbow ready. Y'all want me to c- come in shooting like I'm Kobe. Let me warm up first yeah right. this is crazy oh there's something that happened over here that i forgot to tell you about i always feel it's been going on for a couple for like a month and i forgot to tell you about so we've been watching the simpsons mm-hmm. on disney plus okay those first 10 11 seasons right. good, unbelievable show once you hit the episode where um what is it it's uh, when Bart gets emancipated from the family. You can go ahead and restart with
0: um season one. That's oh, kind of, yeah.
1: That's like, I think the 300th episode or something like that. Yeah. Once you hit that, you can just restart.
0: Yeah. It's it's slim pickings after that. Too. Like, it's frustrating because every season going forward has like, you'll find an episode that's like, oh, that's, that's kind of, it's kind of like a tease because like, like, oh, that kind of, that's kind of like old school. And oh, the next episode is crap.
1: <laughs> You're frustrated because, like, you remember how to be good, you just can't do it consistently, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, that I do remember that that emancipation episode. Tony Hawk mm-hmm. was Blink Blink One Eighty Two. I think so. Uh, yeah, guest starring as well. Yeah, that was that was rough. Yeah, that
1: that was when the bad times set in. Yeah. Well, that's every show. You you can't expect excellence for 30-some seasons. Right. So let me ask you this
0: real quick. Mm-hmm. Is you, is, you mentioned that you've been watching The Simpsons. You've been watching it with your son?
1: Yeah. The whole family's been I, is watching he, it.
0: Does he enjoy um, th- those early episodes? Does he get the humor? Like, <laughs> Does it work? Does it still hold up to a 2023 audience?
1: So it still holds up. The one thing that does not hold up is the animation. Because when he started watching the first scene, he was like, oh, why does it look like that? <laughs> and I was like, that that's the what we had back in ninety or eighty-nine when this show first started.
0: Uh, turned to, the HD yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um I gotta tell him when the HD comes, it that means the seasons are worse. The prettier right. it looks, the worse the storytelling is. <laughs> but yeah, um it's it's a good it's a good show going back, like some of the old jokes, like I'm not going to lie. Some of the older jokes that I didn't understand when I was a kid, I'm like, oh, you know, you get it fully now. (laughs) Yeah. And so it, it hits. But like I said, you get 10 excellent seasons out of a show. You got to thank your lucky stars for that.
0: Absolutely. Well, that's cool. I'm glad that, that uh, you're, you know, introducing him to this or you're introducing the younger generation to the good times hmm
1: Yeah. I mean, we could sit here all day and talk about TV. Those are so many TV shows, man, that I just don't get a chance to watch. I still haven't watched Endor. Andor. Yeah. I still haven't watched that. And then they got The Last of Us TV show coming out on HBO this weekend.
0: What's that?
1: Um it's an adaptation of the uh video game The Last of Us. Um, oh, basically- that's
0: right. I just saw a trailer for that.
1: Uh, yeah, it's got um, what's the name, Pedro Pascal,
0: mm-hmm. and it.
1: If they like, I've already seen reviews of it from IGN, already getting nines. People are, like say, I'm Dang. like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm gonna be watching it. Uh, I, I, I advise you to watch it too. It's gonna be good. But yeah. All right. So we'll talk TV another time. We're here to talk a little football, something we have not been talking about as often this year as we have other years. because It's hard.
0: Yeah. It's hard. (laughs) Your
1: your team stinks. It's hard to be interested when your team sucks. I swear to God, this year, I don't know if it's just football in general or because the Texans are bad, but I have never watched this few amount of of football games in my life before. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't even watch the good teams when they come on. It's just – I don't know what it is. And maybe – I don't know. Do you feel the same? Like, is this, are you watching the same uh, football games you used to, or what?
0: No, no. I, I mean, I absolutely know what you mean. I mean, I used to like. I used to dread having to do things on a Sunday because, mm-hmm. like, I know I'm gonna miss the game. I'm gonna I'm gonna miss the twelve. You know, the Texans game at twelve, typically. And then I'm exhausted. So by the time I get home, like I'm wiped out for the second for the three o'clock game. Mm-hmm. Whoever it is, it could be anybody. And it was like, damn, like I'm missing all these games. Like I'm missing a lot of, you know, football watching. And now this year it's like I don't know I like some half the time I didn't even remember that, you know, the Texans were scheduled to play. Yeah. It's just so bad.
1: I think I might have watched four or five Texans game. Maybe. Like at the beginning of the season, then the middle of the season, I just If there was, if I had nothing to do on a Sunday, I booted up the old PlayStation, was playing the game. I, I just had no time for them at all, and um, of course, watch the last game, the one game that they needed to lose in order to secure the number one pick. And what did they do? They go out there. (laughs) And win against the Colts. Have the, some of the luckiest plays that you've ever seen. Davis Mills completes like a, a fourth and 75 in the end zone to – To win to, the t- – to tie the game. No, no, no. Oh, they, they scored the touchdown. They were down by one. And then Lovie right. Smith decides to go for two. They get the two-point conversion and win the game.
0: And to actually convert the two points? Like that How whole, many times?
1: That whole sequence of events is, is something that you you would never see happen for the Texans when you actually want it to happen. Now you're right. praying to God that they find some way to fumble the ball or Davis Mills <laughs> throws another interception. And, of course, the football gods smile on the Chicago Bears. The Texans fuck up by winning. And now sitting in the second, um, they have the number two pick in the upcoming draft. <sighs> the side. And a couple hours after the game, Lovey Smith gets fired, which we could all see. I think the um winning you that can game. See it on Cal
0: McNair's face when they won the game. Yeah.
1: Winning that game was just the cherry on top of the Sunday. It was the exclamation point at the end of the sentence. Their defense was just horrific this year. Do you mm. know they gave up a hundred? They average their defense giving up 170 yards a game on the run. Everyone the yards a game, a what? game. Yes. Well, I know they gave up like
0: two hundred to Oak to Las Vegas,
1: but they gave up that much per game. One hundred and seventy. It's one of the worst, oh. worst of all time. Literally every running back that came up against them turned into goddamn Derrick Henry. Right.
0: Like it, uh... Except, ironic, ironically enough, mm-hmm. Derrick Henry on the yeah, last season.
1: Yeah. Yeah and God, this is how Texans things are so the Texans they finished the year 3 13 and 1 they finished in their division 3 2 and 1 which means outside the division divisions they went 0 and 11 right the, that 3 2 and 1 record inside the ALC South was the second best record of all four teams
0: oh real quick we mm-hmm. played the they played the Colts mm-hmm. and Zach Moss did Rush for 114 yards. Yes. They gave him 196 overall. Wow. And they still won that damn game. Unreal. Yeah. That was
1: <laughs> two shitty teams going against each other, and the Colts just outshitted the Texans. So. I know you were asking me on Sunday, why did it matter so much about getting the number one pick? And it matters because when you have the number one pick at the year that the Texans have, you control your own destiny. Mm. Now that Chicago has the number one pick, they can do whatever they want. I know people are talking about, oh, they don't need a quarterback because they have Justin Fields. And I'm like, is Justin Fields like this superstar, all pro quarterback? Like, would you be surprised if the Bears ended up uh, drafting a quarterback and then trading Fields? I mean, it's not like he's he's you know been a superstar in the league just yet,
0: right? But this is a team that has that passed up on Deshaun Watson, that passed up on Patrick Mahomes, took Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky all in the same year. Um And real quick, before you you go any quicker, I
1: always feel bad for Mitchell Trubisky (laughs) that he got drafted because it wasn't his fault that he got drafted too damn high. Like, you saw my stats in college, I wasn't good there. That's not my fault that you're too (laughs) dumb to realize that. He's a a look-a-park all-star, and that's what Chicago drafted him for. And he didn't turn out to be the part. Mm -hmm. But go, go back to what you're saying. Sorry,
0: uh, real quick about uh, to clarify like what I meant when I asked you the importance of it is the, the the import or the difference between because having the number one overall pick uh yeah definitely. obviously that's like you know you control your own fate that's it's a it's a big responsibility that's you know you know bestowed upon your organization but what I was more interested in what's the difference like how or at least this year how big of a difference is, the number one pick, which the Bears have, as opposed to the number two pick, which the Texans have. Because the Texans had the number one pick, and they lost it by winning on the last game, mm-hmm. the last game of the season. So how big of a difference? Because if you have the number one pick and you have the number 10 pick, obviously a huge, huge difference. But when you go from number one to number two, how 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 big of a difference are we talking still? Well, Especially think- and, and this year. In particular, with this kind of with the this current draft class that we're looking at.
1: Well, in this current draft class, we're really looking at two quarterbacks. There's um C.J. Stroud from o- uh, Ohio State and um uh, what's the name from Alabama Bryce Young, Young for Alabama. Yeah, yeah. So the difference between having number one, and number two is you really don't have an option of ch- of choosing the guy you want. The guy you want could be gone if, say, right. the Bears trade him. Or if one of these other QB star teams decide to trade up, what if the Colts turn around and they give the Bears their number one pick plus whatever um, in the second, third round, whatever you have you, they move up and they get um, either Stroud or um, Bryce Young. And then we got to see him for the next 12 to 15 years in our division. Right. I think the word is like, I understand people go are like, oh, there's not really a big difference between one and two, but it's like you're not guaranteed like a superstar quarterback. You want to make sure that you you have the best opportunity you have to pick the best guy. And if someone mm-hmm. jumps ahead of you and picks one of the two guys that you feel like it be a superstar, well, your odds just went down 50%. Right. It's like you, they took that op- – someone else took that option away from you. Mm-hmm. Because so far Stroud, I'm um, not Stroud. Uh, I keep forgetting his name. Bryce Young. He's so, supposedly supposed to be the number one guy. He's the uh, he's the one that all the the uh, draft um, experts experts are picking to go number one. Even though personally I would prefer CJ because um, Young is only six foot, and the um, number of six foot tall quarterbacks who actually made a difference in his, lead, in his league can be counted on one hand. Right, but you want that number one because you want to be able to make that decision for yourself. You don't want someone to come and take that, that power away from you. Mm-hmm.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, no, I, you know, because it's like I get it. I get the whole, yeah, obviously having the number one pick is is ideal, Um, but how far of a drop is it from one to two, you know? So it'll be interesting to see.
1: Man, um, I mean, the season they had this year, they need to have as much – draft capital and be as high as they can now they do have two first round draft picks because of the trade with uh, Cleveland for the nasty man so they have the second and I believe the 13th pick 12 or 13 I
0: think. 12 or 13 yeah so they
1: okay. should they, they should look be they should draft some impact rookies at least I hope so because the draft class they just have um it was good it worked out well for them I'm still I don't trust this team. Can can we say that? Like, of it course. doesn't matter who the coach is. It doesn't matter who the GM is. I don't trust this team because of who's at the at the le- the top leadership position. I don't right. trust Kyle McNair. He's he's here because his daddy died. Okay. In right. fact, let me give you some stats. Because I went to the old football reference. I checked out the Texan record. I Googled to see when Bob McNair took that highway to hell. And the Texans, since Bob McNair passed, the Texans are 25 46 and 1. Uh huh. I want you to understand there's a 10 and 6 season in there that's doing a lot of work. (laughs) Bob McNair passed away in November uh, 2018. The Texans are also <laughs> – this is the crazy thing. I think the Kansas City Chiefs killed this franchise. Ever since that playoff game, that blowout that they had against the Chiefs back in 2020, the Texans are 11-38-1. and Yep.
0: Blowing a lead at halftime.
1: <sighs> I always remember that game because people – were saying how the Texans were finally going to do it, make the AFC Championship game, and I was on Twitter like, "If you have any money, bet the entire farm on the Chiefs right now." And that was when the Texans were up like twenty eight to three or twenty eight to seven, something like that. And we saw what happened. <laughs> yeah. Do I know Houston sports?
0: Do I know Houston sports? But yeah, this 2019, that was a f- that was a Saturday.
1: The game? Yeah. It was in 2020. I remember that much. Because after the 2019, 2020 season. And it was in January
0: something. Oh, that's right. It was a Sunday. Okay. Yeah. January, January 12th. Mm-hmm. I remember that because the night before my car got broken into. just ruined my night. <laughs> and it was storming. Yeah.
1: Oh, Yeah. And that ruined your night, and the Texans ruined your next day.
0: My 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 weekend couldn't have been any worse.
1: <laughs> uh bad times for you. But yeah, this, I don't care what what happens with the Texans front office. I don't care what happens with the coaching staff. Whatever, all everything that's happened is because of Kyle there I'm so sick and tired of them thinking that the solution to the problem is to find old Patriots front office or players and bring them in. Right. Because that's where old boy right now, who's the GM, Nick, uh, what's the name? Casario. Casario, yeah. He was a former uh, Patriots uh, front office member.
0: Hell, Um, I mean, at this point, you couldn't even bring in Bill Belichick to turn this thing around.
1: I don't think you want to bring in Bill Belichick. It seems like he's lost his fastball the last couple. Of that's times. what I'm
0: saying. Like clearly, the Patriot way is no longer the way, and it hasn't yeah. been for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it never has been if you're not actively with the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah, man. And why this organization has not understood that? Is, is one of the great mysteries of life.
1: Yeah. So his next coach will be the fourth Texan coach in four years.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Anybody you would like, is there, are there any names that you would consider?
1: Man, not the top of my head, but for me, the next guy, whoever you pick, it's gotta be someone young that you can give, that you can give the rings to, that you can, that you can feel like, like he, this person, we're gonna stand behind them for a while. Mm-hmm. It can't be someone where you, another has been coached where. The this is the last chance. What, what, some old coach where the turnaround is gonna be like a year or two. This needs to be some like what the uh the 49ers did a couple years ago when they went out and got um Kyle. Sh- is it Kyle? Kyle, Kyle Shanahan, yeah, Kyle mm-hmm. Shanahan, and it gave him a, like a seven year deal. It's got to be someone young like that that you can go and just here. You, we're gonna give you the reins to the franchise. Um, honestly, I would be in the search for a new GM as well, of course. Like, I would just burn it all down and, re- and restart the entire thing and do what the 49ers did when they ha- handcuffed Kyle Shanahan with two, um. Uh, John Lynch they gave them both of them these seven-year deals and you've seen what the 49ers have been able to do lately they don't even need a quarterback like the quarterback they they draft they traded three first round picks to get is not even playing right now they're still you know the second seed in the NFC right now they built a culture they're playing with the
0: last pick of last year's draft
1: yeah Mr. Brock Purdy and uh here getting done they built a culture that per- that Provides uh, stable, stable, stable winning and everything, and the Texans don't have that. They're like quicksand; you don't know where you can step in this team.
0: Right. Yeah, but in an ideal situation, what are, who, who would you like to see run this team? I
1: don't know, and it's
0: hard to say with GMs because there's there's not a lot of we don't really think about general managers as much. They're not as at the forefront, like a head coach, like an owner, even sometimes.
1: Yeah. We don't really only hear about them when they're fucking up. Right. I don't know. Their I've... first
0: day and their last day. and yeah. about it.
1: Yeah. I've heard, I've seen uh, different um, rumors being flowed about, and I really don't have any opinion on anybody because like I said, I really haven't been watching football this year. So it's hard for me to say, "Oh, I think this guy, this offensive coordinator should get the job," or this guy's get the job because I really haven't been watching and paying attention.
0: Right. And for the general manager, what what's it going to take for Tom McNair to say, "Okay, enough is enough?" I don't know. I thought outside of a scandal. <laughs> you know? They had that. <laughs> <laughs> they
1: traded the scandal away last year um, shit no I guess if another year like this where they're you know 4 and 13 or 2 and 15 something like this where it's just if, if there's no progress that you can that you can visually see on the field
0: mm-hmm.
1: then, I, then it's time to clean house honestly I think it's time to clean house right now but Right. Uh, it, it's, this is like one of those, what are they called, the sunk cost fallacies, where it's like, I've already paid this guy so much money, so I need to give him a chance to turn it around and this and that. It's like, are you sure? Beca- <laughs> because he's been GM for these last three years, and the most they've won so far is four, four games in the season. They in three years under under Nick uh, Casario they've gone four and twelve four and thirteen and three thirteen and one.
0: I mean to make it that long is, uh, it's unheard of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very few general managers make it that long with that kind of track record.
1: Yeah, and look, I can understand if he goes to. The column says, "Look, I know it's been bad the past three years, but look at our quarterback. Our former quarterback was a sexual deviant, and we had to trade him away. Mm-hmm. I give. I need a functioning quarterback to show you what this king team could be. So, yeah, I, I definitely understand if if uh, Casario goes to McNair and says that, and McNair will do it. You know what? That's fair because Davis Mills isn't getting it done. He's a he's a backup in this league. So, yeah, you have one more year. You can get a quarter, a quarterback." And you know, make us look like a um, a professional team, like how the Texans looked the past four, four or five weeks on the field, when they looked like they were actually trying. Yeah, but I think I think this is his last year. This will definitely be the last coach that Nick uh, Casario uh, hires.
0: And let's hope so. Mm.
1: But like I guess say I got no faith in this organization do the right thing, and that starts up top.
0: And you know it goes back to the to the number one pick. I mean, this is a team that historically has not done great with first round draft picks. I mean, outside of JJ Watt, Andre Johnson, and maybe DeAndre Hopkins, mm-hmm. um, I won't. I won't. Um, I won't overlook the rookie that we just drafted, Singletary, because uh, Sing, uh, Stingley, isn't it? Stingley, that's right, because it's too early to tell. But I, you know, I'm not very confident ever with the first pick and Watson. I mean, Watson had the potential to was going to be a a franchise, you know, player, a game changer. Um, And you can't control what, you know, you can't control that his downfall was of his own doing.
1: He could control it. You can stop trying to be a damn nasty man. Yeah. And uh, speaking of Watson, if you're the Cleveland Browns, how do you feel about getting him that huge contract?
0: Um. You're thankful that you're thankful this year that they only have to give away the 12th or 13th pick because it could have got it could have been a lot worse. Mm-hmm. We could have been looking at the Texans getting a top 10 pick from Cleveland. So you you know, um, you have to pray every day to God, Allah, Buddha, whoever, <laughs> every yeah. day, all all of them, that next year is much better.
1: I've been playing this game Zeus, I mean, uh, Hades, and it's all about Greek gods. So help me Zeus Poseidon, help your boy out. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about, uh, you brought it up all the Texans first round draft picks. So let's go through them real quick. All right. Uh, we're going to exclude this year, Derek Singley jr. And Keon green. Um, They were the two picks that the Texans drafted in 2022. We're also going to skip 2020 and 2021 because the Texans did not have a pick either one of those years
0: (laughs) or 2018. So out of 22 in 22 years, you're guaranteed to not look to not analyze five picks because one Stingley is just finished his rookie season. And then four years we didn't have a pick.
1: Yeah, Stingley and Green, because they had two picks uh this, the previous year because of the Sean Watson trade. Right, okay, that's right. 20 and 21, they traded those picks to get um uh the lineman from the Dolphins. What's his name? Oh, the gosh. left tackle. Laramie Tunzel? Yeah, Laramie Tunzel. They traded both of those picks. I have no idea what happened in 2018. Oh, I'm going to look
0: this up. Hmm. There wasn't a issue, was there?
1: No, I think they traded, but I'm not 100 percent sure.
0: Well, I mean, I guess um, they were doing pretty well at that time.
1: Oh, did is that they traded it to Cleveland? Is that the trade to get um Brock Osweiler up out of here?
0: Oh my God! They traded a first round pick to get rid of someone. Hold on.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. They traded that pick in order to move up to pick Deshaun Watson in the draft before.
0: Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, they – yeah, because they got Watson in 2017 – Okay. Yeah, that's right.
1: Okay. Well, that was a great trade at the time. <laughs> Not so much anymore. Yeah. All right. So, I'm going to go through all the the uh first round Texans draft pick and you give me a grade. How do you want to grade them? A through F, 1 through 10, pass or fail? Pass or fail? Okay. We'll keep it simple. All right. So, we'll start with the first fake 20 uh 2002 David Carr. Fail. I agree, although I feel bad for him because of course. That, that first year killed him. If they put a competent line against him, it wouldn't have killed his internal clock to where he would have been so skittish playing quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Next year, 03, Andre Johnson.
0: Pass, pass, of course. Uh, well, Okay, let's change it. We can do A to, a to F. A to F? Okay. So Carl, I'll give it D+, plus, D. Johnson, A+. Plus. Mm-hmm.
1: Two thousand four, two draft picks. Donta Robinson. Um, now we're I, ju- we're just doing their career with the Texans, right? Uh, Robinson, I probably get a B.
0: Okay, I'll take your word for it because I don't remember him.
1: I remember him. <laughs> I what I remember from um, Robinson was like he was such a disruptive force that teams were picking would rather pick on Aaron Glenn than Robinson. I remember was that. he a, was he a defensive back?
0: Yeah. Yes, okay. You're right. Oh yeah. Okay. Now I remember. Yeah. I'll <laughs> give him a B. All
1: right. Uh moving on. Also in the 0-4 draft, sorry. Jason Babbin.
0: Uh C plus. Yeah, I go C as well. Because he was also a noted uh uh, music scene dur- during oh. his time. Um,
1: <laughs> he went to the Pro Bowl twice. Yeah. I think both of those when he left Texas, the Texans. Uh, 2005, Travis Johnson.
0: Travis Johnson. Can you give the position?
1: Uh, defensive tackle.
0: Defensive tackle. I don't remember him.
1: I'm going with D. D.
0: D. Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, Mario Williams in 06.
0: Oh, man. I'd have to say a C because yeah. he was there for the good times. Like the team was better. They were getting better at that time. Uh, I
1: got to give him a B. He was the all time Texan sack leader until JJ watched K around. 07. Uh, what's his name? Amoibi Okoye. Oh, gosh. The, the defense, the defensive tackle, youngest player ever taken in the modern era draft. Modern draft era. Sorry, was he 19? He, yeah, he was like, yeah, like I think 19, something like that.
0: Out of Louisville, right? Yes, you remember that. One. I remember, yeah, I remember all those details. I just don't remember him making an impact because I guess he was so young. Yeah,
1: um, congratulations on being so young. I'm gonna give oh. it a D. Oh,
0: what, what's that? D. D as in dog. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, Two thousand eight,
1: Dwayne Brown.
0: Uh, B minus.
1: Four time Pro Bowl, one time mm-hmm. All Pro, first team selection. Uh, I'm giving that a. I give that B plus. Oh nine, Brian Cushing.
0: Ooh, uh Oh, this is going to be hard. C plus. Yeah. No, I'll see. Yeah, C. I'll go see. Because C plus. he he kept getting hurt, but mm-hmm. he was effective when he did play, but he was hurt a lot. And didn't he get busted for steroids? Mhm. While while he was with the Texans? Yeah,
1: or is he called it overtrained athlete syndrome or something else? Right. <laughs> Brian Cushing reminds me of Sean Merriman. Both guys got popped for PEDs. Both guys were electric when they played. Both guys' career just kind of faded out because of injuries. Right. Um. Uh, 2010, Kareem Jackson, cornerback out of Alabama.
0: A. A? Yeah, he was really good. Uh,
1: I'm going B because I'm, I have too many visions of that dude just getting burnt.
0: Really, I thought he got a lot of interceptions. I could have sworn he. I could have sworn he was a, an interception not machine, but. Uh,
1: Let's see. Huh. Career had twenty interceptions. The highest he had in a single year was four in twenty twelve. Okay.
0: Say a minus then. I'll go with a minus.
1: I think he, he was good but not great. So I'm gonna say with the B. Um twenty eleven, JJ Watt, A plus. Of course.
0: Yeah. Uh no argument there. Uh
1: 2012, Whitley Merciless.
0: Uh C plus. Yeah, I'll it, go took, with that. it took him it took him a little bit. It took him a couple of years to develop, I think to get used to playing with someone like JJ Watt. Um, but yeah, he was. I mean, he he had his moments for sure. From what I can remember. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, yes. Let's see. Career high: twelve sacks in twenty fifteen. I had this vague recollection of the team complaining about or like sources complaining about oh I can't remember what year it was, but him not getting enough sacks. And it's like, oh, if you go look at the tape, you'll have him in coverage all the goddamn time. How the hell is he supposed to get sacks if you're not sending him anywhere near the quarterback? <laughs> uh what you say? C I C?
0: Uh I think it's C
1: plus. Yeah, I'll go with that. C plus. Uh move on. DeAndre Hopkins. A. Yeah, agreed.
0: Donors, I mean, we'll never understand why they decided to get rid of him, but.
1: Because Bill O'Brien is a goddamn fool. That's why.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, 2014, uh, Jadavion Clowney.
0: Ooh. Um, Man, I'll let you grade first. All right.
1: <laughs> What's the first thing you think about when you think about um, Clowny?
0: That hit when he was in South Carolina.
1: Yeah, when he knocked the dude's helmet off. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's the first thing you think about.
0: That's about it.
1: Um, man. I'm gonna go B. Those last okay. two seasons he had in in Houston, he had. In 2017, nine and a half sacks. 2018, nine sacks.
0: hmm Fair enough. I, uh...
1: You want to take I a won't guess? Ar- I won't
0: argue with you on that one.
1: You want to take a guess where you played this year? Was he in Seattle?
0: Uh, nope. Or Arizona? Nope. No, no. Was he in Buffalo? Nope. Ah.
1: Although you, he was in Seattle in 2019. Correct. 2020, he was in Tennessee. And the last two years, he has been in Cleveland. That's right. 2015 first-round draft, Kevin Johnson.
0: Don't remember him.
1: Uh, draft, do I say? 2015, he's <laughs> retired.
0: Ooh, one of those, huh? Mm-hmm. That's tough.
1: Yeah, I can't remember a damn thing about this guy. Uh,
0: I'll say INC then. Incomplete.
1: No, I'm gonna give him a D. Okay. Right, that might be in and you know what? Let's see who else they could. I'm sorry. This 2015 draft when they after they drew who else was picked after. All right, so Johnson went 16th. Let's see. Kansas City Chiefs and Marcus Peters at 18.
0: A lot of other guys. Man, I don't remember him very much either.
1: This is the Jameis Winston draft, and I can. Oof. This was not a great draft. Uh, moving on, let's go. Twenty sixteen, Will Fuller.
0: Uh, I'm gonna go with a D plus. I think I'm going C. He couldn't catch the ball those first like three years ever. And he was supposed to be like the fastest guy in the draft.
1: He was the fast guy. He no one said he was the catch guy.
0: <laughs> That's not what we're looking for here. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: he finally got together in that 2020 season. And then got popped for uh, PEDs. Yep. See, I'm a fast guy, not the not the catch guy. Uh, 2017, Deshaun Watson.
0: C minus because he sat out a whole year. It dropped him one whole letter grade.
1: And then some. I'm be honest with you, I gotta get this an F. Okay. When you think about what the Texans gave up to get to draft him, and what it really felt like he was going to be what he's promised to be, like a top five quarterback in the league an MVP type mm. player, and then him just like. I always say being a nasty man out here with all these victims. I mean, that's all you you gotta say that's a failure,
0: man. I won't argue, I will not argue with you on that one.
1: And the last one that I guess we'll talk about 2019 Titus Howard tackle. Um, see, I guess fine. I don't even know, yeah. So we went through all all that, and I think we had like what two A's? Three? No, maybe three. Three. Watt, Hopkins, and Johnson. Mm -hmm. And about 20 some years. And I don't know, it's just a lot of meh involved in the draft, especially when it comes to the Texans. Absolutely. But you're, but you're right not to trust them in the first round because when, when you first said, I was like, wait, well, it hasn't been that bad. And now we go after. I'm like, oh, I just, <laughs> I was just blinded by, you know, the times when they went to the playoffs and then come back and just completely fuck up the draft. My bad. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of mid going around here. But yeah, you're right. It's more likely that whoever they draft is going to be in five years time, he won't be on the Texans. Oh god! All I can say, they got two draft picks. They got two chances. I'm also saying this: if you if you root for the Texans. Like it might be a good idea to like plan things on Sundays with your loved ones. take your kids out <laughs> you know take your girlfriend out, girlfriend, wife, husband, boyfriend, whatever, take them out, you know, plan something special um on a Sunday from make them realize why they fell in love with you. <laughs> Help them remember the person that you are. <laughs> So you can cast that in for whenever the Texans are good again. Right. (laughs) Go take your child to that museum or amusement park. So when they get older, they they remember the good times they had with you. So they won't put you in the cricket home they saw in 60 minutes. (laughs) Right.
0: Uh, Good times, good
1: times. So you ready to talk about some good football?
0: I suppose. Now is as good a time as ever. As any. <laughs> All
1: right. So regular season over. Playoffs are starting this weekend. Um, like I said earlier, haven't been watching that much football. So we're not gonna do a detailed game by game breakdown. Just gonna talk to you about a couple of things that I found interesting. Um, so I'm gonna start with the um NFC, okay? Okay. All right. So one of these seven quarterbacks will represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Which one do you have the most faith in? You ready? Okay. 1 through 7. Jalen Hurts from Philadelphia, Brock Purdy of the 49ers, Kirk Cousins of the uh Minnesota Vikings, Tom Brady of the Buccaneers, Dak Prescott, Dallas Cowboys, Daniel Jones, New York Giants, or Geno Smith, the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, One of them's gonna be the Super Bowl, buddy.
0: Right. Um. I wish we would have talked about the games first, but I'm gonna go out on a limb here and I'm gonna you gotta follow, follow along with me, okay? Now this is everything goes right, okay? Okay. Because by no means is this Saturday or this Sunday, whenever they play, is it a guarantee? Just because of their seating, doesn't is not a guarantee. Because, um, uh, hang on one second. Can we pause? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, thanks. Okay, so hear me out here. Okay, this weekend is no guarantee, even with their seating. But I'm going to say the most trustworthy quarterback is going to be Brock Purdy,
1: oh, and here's no. why:
0: because you're not relying on Brock Purdy to win the Super Bowl. You're going to rely on on Tom Brady.
1: <laughs> that he's not trustworthy. You can't rely
0: on him. No, 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 no. I'm not saying he's not trustworthy, but every all the other quarterbacks have to you. They have to lead the team. Mm-hmm. San Francisco was built that it doesn't – that the quarterback um, – Doesn't matter. Isn't, right, right. And that's why he is the most trustworthy because – um, because he has to at least do, do his – get his job done mm-hmm. to win. It's crazy. It's a crazy thing to say. But you need Dak Prescott to play perfectly. You need Tom Brady to be Tom Brady from – five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you need Geno S- Smith to live up to the expectations of a first-round draft pick. You need Daniel Jones to live up to the expectations of being a top-ten draft pick. Um, You need Jalen Hurts to be healthy mm-hmm. and make it... Yeah, everyone be healthy, but well, continue. Make it to three more weeks, you know? I understand. I understand. And all you need from Brock Purdy is for him to manage the game.
1: All right, all right. I'll I'll let you get with that. Personally, I I pick Jalen. I think Jalen Hurts is the best out of a bad bunch. But your explanation that Brock you don't have to do too much for Brock Purdy to win at the quarterback position i'll let it right all right so we're gonna have to wrap up because we have a little family issue going on right now so uh real quick
0: who do you who you got in super bowl super bowl man see that's the thing i, I mentioned brock purdy but again that game against seahawks is no guarantee mm-hmm. seahawks are dangerous as a wild card with the way they're playing um but out of the NFC, mm-hmm. I'm running my mouth uh, <laughs> as I typically do. I will go ahead and, and pick San Francisco to represent the NFC. And out of the AFC, man, this is tough. This is this is not an easy pick. Mm-hmm. Um, man, <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say okay. Joe Cool whatever okay. you want to call them Joe Burrow and Cincinnati Bengals. All right. I think they have a lot um they they still have a lot to prove because they lost last year. They want to show that that last year wasn't a fluke. Um they uh they took a big risk by it's a big risk for them not having that extra game continue played count whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. um and so and also joe burrow is just i don't know there's there's something about the guy that people like he he's he just seems to be that guy right now i don't know it's no easy task because we're talking mahomes Mm -hmm. we're talking uh, uh josh allen Josh Allen. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. Although you believe in
1: the Chargers at your own peril, people. <laughs> right. And let's not forget Lamar Jackson as well. If he's but, healthy. Yeah, he's healthy, but he is a former MVP. So right. Let's not forget right. that. All right, and so- then
0: you never know. You never know just the way the kid is coming along, but Trevor Lawrence is – always he's there he 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 hasn't been, he's never been there but you know what now he's there and he's lurking and you just you just never he's lurking like a jaguar oh lord
1: the way Trevor Lawrence is playing right now it makes me realize how horrible a head coach Urban Meyer was
0: oh <laughs> the
1: worst so you got the 49ers and and Bengals yeah Alright, um let me be quick of mine. I'm gonna pick the Eagles and the NFC and the AFC. I'm picking the Bills.
0: Ooh, man, it's hard to it's hard to argue with that, man. I I don't you know I am. Um, I don't think you're crazy for picking, making those two picks.
1: Yeah, um I think it'd be a great game. Um all right, so let's get up out of here. Um, I'm thinking the Eagles have been the best team in the NFC all year long. Um, mm-hmm. I'll see anyone there stopping. And like I said earlier, I think they got the best quarterback out of all seven participants in the NFC right now. And so I, I think that he'll lead them to the Super Bowl. And for the Bills, I think this is the time that um, Josh Allen, he takes that leap. He, finally gets over the Kansas City hump, beats Mahomes, and goes to the Super Bowl. Um, also, this may be part of me just wishing for the Bills because
0: of uh, what of happened to uh, DeMar Hamlin. Absolutely. Yeah. And if anything, again, no, nothing against Mahomes. He's a, a native Texan. Mm-hmm. Love the guy. Wish he was on a different team, to be honest with you. <laughs> and probably but MVP. MVP. A- if Josh Allen can uh, get over the Kansas City hump, I'll I'll be happier than anything. <laughs> as long as those Kansas City fans, those assholes, oh god, are choking, <laughs> choking on their shitty Kansas City barbecue.
1: I have no comment because I've never <laughs> tried Kansas City barbecue. <laughs> We've well, already tried Texas barbecue. You already had the best. Why have the rest? Exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, you know what? If if they can get over Kansas City and get over that hump, Josh Allen and company, I'm all for it too. I'm all for it.
1: All for it. All right. So let's get up out of here. So you got 49ers at Bengals. I got Eagles at Bills. Uh, who you got winning? Quick. 49ers. 49ers. Um so, the last time the Astros world won a World Series in 2017, the Eagles won the um, Super Bowl. Astros won another World Series. Oh, I'm riding with the Eagles yet again.
0: I like it. Hey, just uh, uh who's there? Jalen uh, Hurts.
1: Jalen Hurts, yeah.
0: Native Estonian.
1: I You just find these connections wherever you can. Hey, um, yeah, I'm all about the H. I see it. Bury all me right. in the H. Hmm. Okay, Lance. All right, we're <laughs> getting out, get out of here. Um, Anthony, always oh, a pleasure talking to you, my friend. Uh, you as well. well. We'll do this again like next week or something because we got to talk about all the crazy shit that's happening in the WWE,
0: man. All Ooh, right. It's all getting crazier. Yeah.
1: All right, guys. Thank you for listening, download, sharing. We appreciate it, and we shall be back next week for Anthony. I'm DeQuincy. Later.